Freedom Mama is the show where as women we are questioning everything. We are pulling back the veil to examine the ideas and common narratives that still dictate many of our lives. For the sake of your freedom, as well as our own, we are willing to let go of the concepts that keep us safe in order to have our freedom. Whether it be health, relationships, parenting, or spirituality, we know that once we know better, we can finally do better and ultimately feel better, body, mind, and soul. Hey, Freedom Mama listeners, thanks for tuning in to this podcast where we raise thought-provoking topics with the intention to inspire women to have more freedom in their lives. This is episode four, and today we'll be talking about non-traditional relationships with Brittany Taylor and Connor McMillan. Hello, hello, and good day to everyone who's listening. This is your host, Chantel, and this is the Freedom Mama podcast. Today, I wanted to do an episode on relationships, or more specifically, authentic, non-traditional relationships. And I wanted to bring on my guests, Brittany and Connor, because they are two people who really, really inspire me to live a more authentic life. And I think we're in a day and age where we're all sort of realizing that, well, at least many of us, and maybe I should just speak for myself, but I'm realizing that it's time to really look at the ways in which I was brought up that have it be that I have a lot of blocks around how I relate to people and how I communicate and my triggers that I have that come up in relationship to another person. Many of us were raised in dysfunction and we bring that dysfunction into our adult lives and For some people, and even for myself, I think it becomes normal or what we think of as normal. And a lot of it is really just carried on baggage or assumption that this is how a relationship is supposed to be like. And I really want to examine those ideas and examine those patterns. And I couldn't think of a better way to do it today than to bring my two friends, Brittany and Connor, on the show because they are so... When I look at them and when I see their relationship, they are really do um, display authenticity. They, They really do model love and compassion and trust with one another. Relationship is something that I have personally struggled with in my adult life. And it's something that I've been really looking at the past several years, but it's still not something I would say that I'm perfect at. And I guess the point isn't to be perfect for anyone, but I really do. um, This is something that is important to me because it's something that I want to be conscious around because I think relationships are fundamental, right? Like how we relate to each other in the world is fundamental and how we relate to those closest to us and how we relate to the people that we interact with in the world is going to make all the difference. So relationships is just a really great topic for me. It's something that I'm always learning and growing with. It's something that I really, um, I mean, I have a son, I have a partner. So these are things like these tools and um, the 
patterns in which that I was brought up to relate to another person and to relate to myself in relation to another person um, is something that I'm really looking at and something that I really want to be conscious of. And so I think that in today's society, there's a standard model of relationship. So I think for the most part, people enter into relationship without really ever discussing the terms of the relationship or without um, designing the relationship to completely and perfectly fit their wants and needs. I think people for the most part, of course, not everyone, but I think many people into enter the relationship with a ton of assumption. You know, we have this one model and it's kind of seen as a one size fits all. So people go into relationship with one another. And I think the first part and where we go wrong in relationship is all the assumption we bring when we say, uh, yes, we're in relationship together now. And then with that, yes, comes all of this assumption and role-playing. So now that we've said yes to be in relationship with one another, you have taken on a role and your partner has taken on a role. And it goes, it can go unconscious really easily because it was never discussed. It was just assumed. And so I really want to open up the idea. Well, first I want to say that When we say authentic relationships, and you'll hear Brittany and Connor talk about their relationship, I want to say first that what is authentic for them or me or anyone else is not going to be what's considered authentic for you. I think everyone's truth is going to be different from one another. So I just want to put that out there that um, no one is suggesting that you be in a certain type of relationship or that your relationship look a certain way. But I really do want to open up the idea that we don't have to enter into a relationship and it doesn't have looking like the standard model that we sort of see in relationships today, which is um, you like someone, you agree to be exclusive or monogamous, and then you sort of follow this trajectory of getting married and having kids and, um, you know, having the house and all of that stuff. And then I could go on and on about the assumed roles and what you're supposed to do for each other and what you're not supposed to do for each other and all these things that, like I said, mostly don't get talked about, but they're just assumed. So I really want to open up the idea that you can design your relationship to look exactly how you and your partner want it to look and customize it in a way that really fits your wants and needs and really understand that it's not always possible for one person to completely fulfill the needs of another person. So maybe you have a partner who... um, doesn't like rock climbing and you love rock climbing and so it's not our job to make our partner do these things and they're not bad people if they don't want to do these things with us I think it's super important to find someone who really loves to go rock climbing so and you guys can connect with that and that's just one example but I'm going to get into the meat and potatoes so to speak of this episode with my friends Brittany and Connor so here they are I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey guys, how's it going? I'm Brittany. 
And I'm Connor. And today we're gonna make a video of our favorite things. Oral sex, jealousy, connection, polyamory, really focusing on a partnership that just freaking rocks. Go for it, like fantasize the heck out of it. It's like this intimate yeah. connection. We just had amazing sex. <laughs> <laughs> Hey there, for everyone who's listening, I'm here with Brittany and Connor. Brittany and Connor are really inspiring friends of mine. They live a minimalist lifestyle out of their RV, who they call Winnie. They have a partner acrobatic practice, and they have a YouTube channel where they share it all with everyone. Um, do you guys want to add anything else to that, or did, do you want to fill in the gaps, or did I do pretty well there? You did awesome. You did great. Cool. Yeah, it's so awesome to be here with you um yeah we love sharing our life and especially our relationships we're super into them and we love um inspiring authentic relationships whatever that looks like for mm. people cool so the title of this particular podcast is non-traditional relationships and so can you tell everyone about your non-traditional relationship and what exactly that means to you guys yeah, I think our non-traditional relationship, um, the reason it's mostly non-traditional is because it really doesn't have a, any rules attached to it or any like supposed to's or have to's. Um, so we're really just trying to live our lives as individuals and come together, create a we together, a relationship together um, without any expectations or assumptions attached to it. Yeah. That feels right on. I feel like we're really interested in being our full selves and supporting ourselves and one another in that space without any expectations or roles to play in any realm. Yeah. So some people um, are wondering, I'm sure, if this is polyamory. Do you guys call it that? or how We does... use that term a lot like <clears throat> to help people search for the type of things that we generally talk sure. about so okay. i think it can fall under some kind of understanding of polyamory or open relationship and also i think that that word like um like a lot of labels has maybe other ideas or assumptions about it that maybe we don't exactly attach to mm. um but we do have the freedom to mm. kind of live our our lives uh in regards to connecting with other people, whether it's emotionally or sexually or whatever, in any way that we kind of want to. And what we do is just kind of like support each other in that. Um, so, yeah, I think there's an element that that can fall within polyamory, although we tend to just say we're kind of in like a non-traditional relationship. Yeah. yeah, that feels right on. Cool. And do you think this is the ideal relationship or the ideal type of relating or... Like, is it for everyone, or is this kind of just what's what works for you? Do you promote it as something for everyone to try out? I think we really, one thing that feels like at the core of our, what is exciting us and our beliefs is um, finding our authentic true selves, and we really believe that that's different for everyone, and it's different all the time. We're constantly growing and changing, and so for us right now, this feels really exciting and authentic, and feels like being true to ourselves and we really encourage other people to do what feels good for them and I think what's exciting for us is that we can present on like 
elements of our relationship and things we're experiencing and then other people in very different types of relationships tell us like wow I could relate to that so much even though I've been with you know a monogamous partner for 20 years Mm. yeah I totally agree I think it's absolutely ideal for us right and that's what we um, keep coming back to in every video we make or like any podcast that we do or like even just sharing with people on the street is it is perfect for us at this moment in time. And this is why, and this is what's working. And I do think like Brittany said, you know, there's some universal truths in relationships that work Mm. like honesty, compassion, Mm. support, love. Like these are foundational for any kind of relationship, monogamous, poly, open, whatever. And so we tend to talk about those things and then give our experience to enhance, um, and show, you know, how they're really working in the context of this non-traditional relationship and then encourage other people to, to find their own truth in that regard. Yeah. So I know you said that um, one of the things about your relationship is that you don't have any particular rules in place. Um, so do either one of you have other um boyfriends or girlfriends outside of each other or is it something like more um like one night stand or how does it work or is there no particular formula that's a really great question fun to reflect on too in that way i feel like i definitely feel like we both have people in our lives who are really special to us Mm -hmm. and people that we like to like keep connecting with or people that it feels like after our first connection there's still a lot of value to be gained there on both ends and we want to keep linking up with them and I guess I feel like I don't tend to think of you as like my boyfriend or like even necessarily a partner in certain ways so I don't feel like I have other people that would fall with that label in the world but I do know that I have people that are special to me out in the world or that are special to us Mm -hmm. a lot of them are people that are special (laughs) to both of us um And then there are people who, like, I'll connect with, like, maybe one time. But even those people generally tend to be people who I know or, like, I'm friends with. Right. Yeah. And I think we spend a lot of our time together. So most of our energy exchange is between each other. And then, so, I mean, I think, like, in a broad sense, that's what we're talking about when we're talking about relationships. We're talking about energy exchange. What the manifestation of that is can be really different. And um, sometimes it's like doing acro with someone sometimes it's it is having a sexual experience with someone sometimes it's just having a conversation um so i feel like i am exchanging energy with a lot of different people all the time and um i don't necessarily have a, a label for those for the different manifestations to which that unfolds right. but i love other people so much and i love the freedom to be able to follow those feelings to connect through in whatever it ends up being, you know? Yeah, I really like that you say that because, and the three of us have sort of talked about this before, but I'll just say it for everyone else. I like that you say that because in these types of relationships, a non-traditional relationship, it's not, a lot of people can get the assumption that it's always about sex. And while, yes, that is definitely part of it, um... It's also, like you said, having the freedom to explore every type of nuance in every Mm -hmm. relationship. Because sometimes in a traditional monogamous relationship, it's covertly implied that it's just not sexual exclusivity. 
It's um, lunch date exclusivity with your partner and rock climbing only with your partner. And so, um, yeah, like every relationship with every human is going to be so different. And sometimes it might go all the way to a sexual connection. And sometimes it's just like, wow, like we really connect on this one topic and I like want to go to lunch with you and explore that more or something. And in this type of relationship, I feel like we have the freedom to do that. Yes. Yes. I love letting go of that assumption. And I think what we're talking about is bringing in more intention into our relationships. Even if you do decide, I want to be monogamous just with you. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about it. Let's not assume that that's what's going to happen. I think there's a lot of assumption sometimes in monogamy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, So I think a lot of people, their biggest, when they hear about stuff like this, I know for me before I explored open relationship, I, when I would just hear the word polyamory or hear the word open relationship, I felt very triggered. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I didn't even have to have one of my own. I just Mm -hmm. felt triggered when other people were doing it. (laughs) And now I kind of know that that's some sort of like indicator that there's Mm. like something in me that really wants to get worked out in that way. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but I think the biggest thing that came up for me and probably a lot of people hearing this is jealousy, obviously. So can you guys talk about jealousy and if you get jealous and if you do, what how do you handle that and what you do about it i'd love to talk about that <laughs> yeah jealousy is one of the questions we get this topic we get totally. questions asked I about imagine. all the yeah. time and it's great it's been one of our favorite things to explore we often joke that um we would have been great candidates for a monogamous relationship one because we're really compatible in a lot of realms but two because we were both super jealous yeah mm. you know growing up and like previous to mm. having these sorts of open relationships Um, And I think what it's been for me, for sure, and maybe for us, has been, like, a time to reflect on ourselves and Mm -hmm. see, like, what's actually there. And overall, what I've found is if I'm feeling... Because jealous is just a word. Like, what does jealous actually mean? Like, what's underneath that? What am I actually feeling? Right. And I found, like, usually I'm looking at somebody else's abundance. I'm Mm. perceiving it as their abundance. Mm. And say it's Connor's in this case. And I'm feeling lack because I I don't feel like I have that abundance. Mm. And we talk about the opposite of jealousy, which is um, compersion. Right. And and do you want to talk about that actually for a minute? Sure. um... Yeah. Just compersion, feeling like the joy in someone else's joy. Yeah. And we've we've mentioned this before, but a really easy example to to see this in is when we see a child, you know, running down down a hill and like clothes off you know just (laughs) excited maybe like running to something or seeing a ball and just like yay and all of us just stop and stare and get a huge silly grin on our face and just feel like so excited for that child in that moment well we experience that with each other too all the time we're just i think more uh taught to focus on the jealousy that Mm. we feel than the compersion that we feel for one another Mm, and so our focus although both those things i believe are happening uh, for us all the time our focus is more uh, attuned to the jealousy and so it makes sense that we're asked more about what do you do with the jealousy versus how much compersion are you feeling right yeah so that's been a really beautiful unfolding i think for both of us and our understanding to go deeper you know what are we actually feeling jealousy like Brittany said it's just a word what are we actually feeling yeah and it's cool like the goal definitely hasn't felt like I want to be less jealous, no. mm. but that has felt like 
you know, something that's naturally yeah. unfolded <laughs> is like, and maybe it could be described as more compersion. Mm. And I do feel like we really have the safety to discuss with one another and share how like, wow, a part of me right now is feeling like super excited and turned on, like imagining you like connecting sexually with this other person. And I want to hear about it. And, oh, I'm noticing like when you tell me about it, like there's this little fear part that's coming up, mm. but I'm also turned on. And just being able to do all that and notice over time, like, what were the fears? If I followed them through, you know, where did they lead to? And they're usually just like right. empty, emptiness. Mm-hmm. There's no real fear there. And I feel like we have such safety in our dynamic and also in ourselves. And right. part of that. As individuals. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I think that safety, a big part of it for me comes from knowing like, I really want Connor to pursue his highest delight and I want to pursue my highest delight. And if I know we're both doing that, I'll always feel like we're here together because we choose it. And that feels like you can't fuck with that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've, I've experienced that before where it could be like the same scenario happening. And in one instance with my partner, <laughs> I could hate it and feel so jealous. But in the other instance, I can be like, oh, no big deal. And the difference is my state, like yeah. my emotional state, how full my cup is. Yeah. Yes. And if I feel like really happy and like I'm following my passion mm-hmm. and if I'm taking care of myself and I feel really good, then he can go do whatever he wants because I'm so I feel so good over here. There's really nothing you can do to take that away from me. Mm-hmm. And yes. so it's whenever I'm feeling my own personal lack that I can um, take whatever he's doing and kind of perceive it as some sort of reflection on myself. Yeah. Yeah. That feels so accurate for me, too. And I just feel like there's two different things to notice here. And, and one is um, that anything we're feeling is totally okay. And also anything that our, our partner or the person we're in relationship uh, is feeling is totally okay. And not just okay, but like really good and makes sense. And jealousy is not something to demonize. You know, it's an opportunity mm. just like any other emotion. It's just a message right. saying, hey, there's there's things in here that I'm feeling. Let's yeah. go deeper. What are they? Right. And the cool thing about setting up um, a relationship where you talk about those things is that you don't have to go deeper on your own. Right. And to be able to do that with someone else who can hold space for you, who can say like, hey, that makes sense. It's all good. Um it's really powerful. So I think you get to the root a lot faster sometimes than just trying to do that on your own. It Absolutely. can feel overwhelming. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. I feel like a lot of people probably come to similar relationship dynamics because they are like pursuing self-growth and development. And I think it's just like so much more fun to do with someone else. Mm-hmm. And lo- <clears throat> And also like I feel like some of the circumstances just would never arise. Like, I'd be like, yeah, I want to work on my jealousy, but, like, how can I go out into the world and put myself into a situation without really having this close connection with somebody? Right. And so, like, just that recognition, like, that, hey, I chose this and this is Mm. happening for me helps me feel kind of the fullness of the whole picture when I do feel some contrasting emotions. Do you guys have your own? I know you said that as as you spend more time together that you don't experience the jealousy as much, but in the past or even now, do you guys have your own particular like flavors of jealousy? Like the things <laughs> that trigger each of you, like yeah. Brittany gets triggered about this sort of thing and Connor For gets sure. triggered about this sort of thing. Do y'all have that? <laughs> Would you be willing to share? Oh, I'd yeah, love definitely. to. Yeah. I think we have our, our own triggers and our own, uh, like 
the ways that we take care of ourselves when mm-hmm. we're triggered or the response, you know? Right. Um, and I think that the response in particular we've noticed <laughs> is, is almost opposite. Yeah. And that has, um, we've balanced out quite a bit over the last couple of years, especially more recently. I feel like we're, we've really balanced there and found more harmony. But uh, traditionally, like in the past, my response to jealousy or feeling triggered was to like cling and to feel like, please tell me that I'm pretty and valuable <laughs> and you love me. Yeah. And, and, and like sometimes no amount of that was enough. Right. And so it's just like, but I need more, but I need more, but I need more. Right. I'm feeling a lot. Yeah. And, and did certain things make you yeah. like over other things? <clears throat> Man, okay, let's or was think everything. about that. Um, I, it, like you said, Chantel, like it depended on ha- the state that I was sure, in, of yeah. course. But I think there were some particular things like men. I think have been harder for me than women, and I, and I just, yeah, that's like a hard truth sometimes to just yeah. say. But right. I think that's a cultural thing that's just been like put into me that I'm really like excited to continue to work on. But yeah, men. Brittany connecting sexually with other men, especially men that I perceive as having some kind of thing that I don't, has really brought mm-hmm. up a lot for me. Sure. And um, yeah, it's an exciting area to continue to to look at, to observe, to find compassion for myself. And I've definitely noticed some opening there. Um, yeah, I feel like similarly, um, I feel like that there have been different cases at different times, but maybe like the common thread I notice is like what is most triggering for me is areas where I'm still like working on things. So if I, if Connor's connecting with a woman who I feel like is really beautiful and specifically like I admire her body, Mm -hmm. like I feel like she's slender and strong and yeah, those are like the big things. Then I feel, I'll notice parts of me like, oh, I'm not, you know, I'm not good enough Mm -hmm. or like I want to look like that when I'm naked and we're making love Mm. and that kind of thing. Um, And what's been really helpful for me there a lot of the times too is to like have the freedom to explore my own attraction. Mm. Like sometimes I get to hook up with these women and that feels really good and then I get to appreciate their body and they get to appreciate mine. And sometimes just like there was uh, somebody that Connor like hooked up with who I had always found super beautiful and attractive. And I just felt like I never got time to connect with her one-on-one. And then maybe about a month ago, I saw her in a coffee shop and we just had like this great conversation with like all this eye contact. And I just felt like it was complete for me. Like Mm. I got to see this human for who they are and be seen by them. Yeah. And I guess the other part I wanted to mention when Connor was talking before about like our natural tendencies when we do feel this stuff, mine was really to to take space for mm-hmm. myself and and I always felt like, okay, like that's okay that you did that. Like that's that's awesome, good for you. Like I'm just gonna take care of myself and I'll come back to you, I'll be feeling really good. But to stay open in that space and like to stay with you, like physically during those times felt really hard for me initially. Yeah. And that's something I've played around with so much more in the last six months. And I feel like, yeah, I had to like break my heart a few times so that I could break it open. And mm. and now I feel like it's it's really worth it. And it's pretty easy for me now to stay with it and with you. <laughs> yeah, I can really relate to that. And I, I can also really relate to the triggers that you described that yeah. you had. Sometimes I notice that my jealousy isn't so much like 
that my partner finds someone attractive, it's like, oh, I find her attractive too. That's <laughs> yes. why I'm so jealous mm-hmm. about it. Yes. It's like a little totally. competition or something. Yeah, and I've noticed that too, which is like so interesting because I think um, at the surface, the, the assumption is like, oh, I'm jealous of this person connecting sexually with my partner. But then uh, to go a little deeper and be like, oh, shoot, I actually want to like connect with that dude. And I want to feel like held by like this man and, mm-hmm. you know, like feel feel valued by this person as yes. well. And it's not always the case, but it is cool to to start taking apart the layers and to see mm-hmm. all these different areas that are, um, yeah, like deeper than just the initial trigger that we might notice. Yeah. Yeah. This is also great. Yeah. Um, so you guys actually, you have your own individual YouTube channels, but you yeah. also have one together that uh, it's called Inspiring Authentic Relationships, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the kind of our byline or tagline. Okay, uh, got it. Our Facebook group is under that name, okay. but our YouTube channel is just under our names, Connor and Brittany. Connor and Brittany. Yeah. Okay, and you, um, and this is the topic that you guys yeah. talk about on there. And so what made you want to start a YouTube channel and share this with the world, basically? I still remember, you know, really wanting to get into this stuff, like, as soon as we started. Uh, our relationship or as soon as we started really like connecting and living together um and we took some time we took like a year of doing it hardcore year and a half yeah uh before we actually started and i think by the time we did we were both like yeah okay we've done some stuff we've got some experience we're doing a good job at it we spend pretty much 24 7 doing our our relationship stuff Mm. in one way or another right and we're ready Yeah, I feel like we were both, like, really into the YouTube vibe, like, really enjoying growing our own YouTube channels um, and sharing with the world that way. Like, I think we're hyper-social and love to connect with other people Mm -hmm. and love to share our passions. And it's really invigorating when you realize that it's affecting other people's lives positively and you get this feedback and you're like, I want to do more. Yeah. And I feel like there was just this way bigger truth that like we weren't getting to share and mm-hmm. neither of our channels were set up for that kind of yeah. sharing and so it's like yeah let's let's do it and the more we've done it that was like a little under a year ago and the more we've done it the more I just want to share more of our truth mm-hmm. and it's been really fun to have the channel expand and like share on like sex education topics oh, yeah. and just feel like we have like it's growing with us yes do you guys ever get negative feedback from people who feel really triggered by this stuff? Every once in a while, but I, I, what surprises me is how little right. it is, honestly. Like, I feel like 99% of the feedback we get is just so awesome and loving and yeah. truly compassionate. Um, and then also these comments where it's like, wow, you've really opened my mind, or like, wow, this really helped me. Like, that kind of stuff, it so outweighs the negative stuff. Yeah. Even though sometimes when I read it, personally the negative stuff I can feel like triggered or overwhelmed or like I'm not doing a good job when I when I take a moment and take a breath and compare it to all the overwhelming positive feedback we get it's like I just feel I just feel love for that person that might be feeling triggered yeah and I think that a big part of that is like I'm always blown away by how amazing our audience is and I think it's like that's the real message in everything we're sharing like sure it's relationships it's sex it's this and that but it's like it's love and compassion and it's about creating that space for everyone to feel safe in Mm -hmm. and i feel like we make up we really try to make that where we're sharing from all the time and i feel like our audience is doing the same thing for us and 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 we're just like creating this world together 
you know, and that, that's, I think, the coolest part of it. It's like, yeah. I really feel like we're doing it with our audience yes. and our audience is doing it with us. And we're like affecting change in the world in that way, you know, all on an individual level and also together. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So I think I already know the answer to this question, but you guys want kids, right? Or yeah. a child. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I thought it I'd was be pretty excited with it. I was just going to say, <laughs> I've noticed it's changed over time. I thought it was like really one. And then oh, he was like, like well, maybe. You really can never know until you have the first one. And then you're yeah. like, right. okay, do I want to do this again? Right. You know? That's... Well, that was one of the reasons I asked you a while yeah. back, like how you felt about having another child. Because yeah. I was just thinking like, I love the way you're doing it. And I bet that takes like a lot of focus and energy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, we yeah, totally we're... want <laughs> Whether it's one or more, I'm pretty excited about that journey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for you guys, actually. I think yeah. you'll be amazing parents. And a lot of the people that, if, this is called Freedom Mama. So a lot of people who listen are parents or mothers yeah. in particular. Mm. And so I think, um, I know for me when I was pregnant, I think, um, so yeah, for me when I was pregnant, I got a negative comment from a friend about how my relationship might affect my child. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that's a concern for a lot of people. Like it's an, aside from jealousy, I think this is another big uh, trigger that people have when it comes to this type of thing is like, how does being in a non-traditional open relationship affect your kids? And so what are y'all's thoughts on that? Man, I love that question. I think we feel super great about it. I think that, um, you know, we both come from different backgrounds and have various, uh, Connor, your parents are still married. My parents have both been divorced and married and divorced. And just like seeing different caregivers and feeling the love that they share with us, how they hold space for us, how they raise us. And for me, the big theme, recognizing that like, I, it, it wasn't about, you know, my mom always talked about like stability and like, you have to have like, I didn't want somebody to come into your life if they were just going to leave. But the thing that really stuck with me is like who shared love with me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like who felt like they weren't available for me. Right. And I feel like we're so intentional and loving and the people that we bring in mm-hmm. to our world are of that same nature. And that's really important to us to connect with people like that. And we feel so excited about like, I don't even want to say raising, just like, you know, watching this human grow (laughs) and loving them. And I just know that everybody that's in our joint environment is, is going to be so amazing for them. Yeah. Yeah. I feel so excited about that. Um, that part of my life, that journey. And I've been excited about it for so long. Like Mm -hmm. I started reading parenting books, um, alongside reading, about self-therapy or self-care you know like the two things made sense to me to do together like all the self-care the self-therapy the self-love I've been giving to myself always in the back of my mind is like this is going to benefit my my child and my children yeah. I mean, how we raise children is so fundamental to the yeah. world. You yes. Know? Yes. Yeah. And like the best, <laughs> like, like the biggest, the biggest impact we could leave in the right. world is by being an awesome caregiver. Yeah. And I don't think we can do that without being an awesome caregiver to ourselves. Totally. So that's really been on my mind throughout developing my own self-care practices. And then, you know, linking up with Brittany and doing this, this we together and building a foundation of compassion and honesty and love and support. It's a reflection of, 
what I want to continue to bring to other relationships in my life, including the one with my with my children or child. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel like there's like just endless things I could say about it, but I feel like really certain. Yeah, I guess ultimately I feel like there's like I know we're going to be amazing caregivers, yeah. just phenomenal because of the amount of love we're able to bring to each other and to the other relationships in our lives and right. to ourselves. And we just continue to like step it up like all the yeah. time in terms of that. So, and we really believe in leading by example. And yes. I want, I want whatever our child wants for themselves. And mm. I want to inspire authenticity within them. And like, what a better way to do that than sharing like our truth with them. Right. Absolutely. Living in your truth. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think it's super easy to project, um, our cultural ideas onto the child as if that's what's going to be best because if they don't have that then they're going to be different and if they're different then they're going to be messed up in some way but I think that ultimately children like you were saying they just need love and I hope no one thinks that like the standard monogamous um way that it's set up now is indicative of um producing a loving healthy happy child because you know the with the divorce rate and just how you know people can turn out I'm sure like 99% of us come from monogamous homes so Mm -hmm. I think love is the no matter what type of relationship you have I think love is definitely ultimately the most important thing yeah Yeah. and the more the better right yeah totally (laughs) so yeah and it's so clear that you know most of us are are not like necessarily aligned with health and there's a reason for that and I think to do it non-traditionally only kind of makes sense based on the results yeah. that we can see right. traditionally around yeah. us. It's not working. Right. It's not working. Right. Yet. So let's try something else. Yeah. I think I have actually said that before, like this, the monogamous model that we have and not that I'm against monogamy, mm-hmm. just I'm yeah, against, kind, I am kind of against the way that like it's, I'm a, I'm against the way that I see it a lot of times. Some of the it's assumptions like, that come along Yeah. Some it. of the assumptions that come along with it and, and also just it has a feel of like um, it's not like a choice people choose. Yeah. It's like something that they just take on. Yes. Yeah. And um, and yeah, and I just feel like seeing that being like, OK, yeah, this isn't working. So let's try something different. Yeah. 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 And you can't go wrong with love. Right. I mean, right. how could you? Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right, guys. Well, that's about all for today. Do you want to add anything else? That was a really good fulfilling conversation no i just oh, had I just like such you. a blast i love you and i want to have like a such baby a great time. next to your baby <laughs> let's let's do it we should get pregnant at the same time probably and do then... it in the oh back my of the god room. let's do that yeah we can have the babies in winnie uh, oh my god that it. would be amazing <laughs> yeah that actually just really would put be a big amazing. water bath in there yeah <laughs> All right. So if you want to check out more of Brittany and Connor, you can find Brittany on Instagram at simpleliving13. And you can find Connor on Instagram at thrivingminimalist. And you can search Connor and Brittany on YouTube for their channel. Awesome. Thanks and see you next time.